you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the information you need to dominate your fantasy league for week seven. We'll take a look back at Thursday night football, tell you what that means going forward for your fantasy squad. Rob Gronkowski cleared to play. What does it mean for week seven? We'll have all the big injury updates as well. We'll preview all the big NFL games and put the fantasy spin on them. Adam Rank stops by with his like-dislike column and our big spot starts of the week on today's show. Actually, Jason, I'm just going to talk to you about our spot. I feel... That my spot start is so deep, it'll blow your mind. That deep? It's crazy. But you got to listen, because we're not going to do it right now. No, that's coming up later on. That's what we call a tease, a tease. in the business. See? <laughs> you and I, Rank, we're like this. Sympatical. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Hi and hello, fantasy fans. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. I'm Jason Smith, alongside Michael Fabiano and the Admiral, Akbar Baja Biamila, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, will be joining us shortly. And as we told you in our tease, Rob Gronkowski cleared the play. So, real quick, Fabs, if he plays for the Pats, does he play for you? Unless I have Julius Thomas or Jordan Cameron or maybe Antonio Gates, you've been waiting six weeks for this. I've got him in the Celebrity League and I'm playing him. Akbar? He, he doesn't stand a chance if I had him. He wouldn't play on my league. No. Ooh, give him a couple weeks. What are weeks. you, in a two-team league? Give him a, give him a couple weeks league? so he can get in shape. Big All boy. Right. Big we'll fella. have more on this coming up in a bit. Remember, you can join the conversation by tweeting using the hashtag NFL Fantasy or sending your questions to our show's Twitter handle, at NFL Fantasy. First thing, let's take a look back at Thursday Night Football between the Seahawks and the Cardinals, which turned out to be the Russell Wilson show. Didn't know what kind of fantasy impact he was going to have this season. He's been terrific over the last month plus. Carson Palmer, eh, not so much. First quarter, first and ten Seahawks. Wilson rolls out. A very well-covered Sidney Rice somehow gets free for the touchdown. Except for Seahawks. Yeah, see, just him being able to create that out of the pocket, that's why Russell Wilson's worth playing every week. All right, let's move on now. Ensuing Cardinals possession. Palmer throwing deep for Fitzgerald. 
Pass is intercepted hit. by Earl Thomas. Great oh, I'll tell you, this Legion of Boom defense, they are everywhere. Second quarter, Seahawks in the red zone. Wilson looking for Zach Miller for the 15-yard touchdown. 14-zip Seahawks. The crowd reaction from the backstage bar and grill here in Culver City. Akbar was out there watching the game with the 12th man last night. Yeah, yeah. A little oh, excited. Right dancing and partying with the guys. I can't miss Akbar. 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, <laughs> Late second quarter following a Wilson sack and fumble, Rashard Mendenhall. Still a tiny bit of fantasy relevance in for the three-yard touchdown. Tiny bit. Yeah, he's, made, he's, trail. Making it, he's etching his way in there. 17-10 <laughs> at halftime. Midway third quarter, Seahawks ball, third and goal. Wilson, Kellen Davis for the one-yard score, 24-13 Seahawks. Russell Wilson having a phenomenal fantasy day. That was right after Marshawn Lynch scored, but then it got reversed. That's right. Next Cardinals drive. Palmer's pass. He finds Brandon Browner. Except Ooh. Brandon Browner plays for the Seahawks. Oh. Oh. This is your thinking. Pick Big six. Fella. Pick six. Get in. I'm going to get him. Oh, oh, no, no, you, you can't fall like that. But if, a you, if you own Marshawn Lynch, you'd love that. Because two plays later, Marshawn Lynch, who had a touchdown reversed. This is what happens when you actually share fantasy points. See? You gave the other one to see that? Russell Wilson. Gets in for the touchdown. 31-13 Seahawks. They run away with it 34-22 is the final score. Wilson, three touchdowns, over 20 fantasy points. Carson Palmer, his status now starting to be in doubt as starting quarterback for the Cardinals. Here's your Seahawks fantasy leaders on Thursday night. And Fabs, I am so glad. Well, right now I'm glad you benched Russell Wilson for Tom Brady. But no matter what, if you played him or not, now you start to think about, do I have to get him back in my lineup on a regular basis? Yeah, he's got a great matchup coming up against the St. Louis Rams. So Russell Wilson's value is on the rise. And I commend you because you said yesterday that you really liked Russell Wilson, despite the fact that this is a very bad matchup. And did you notice? The kicker, Hauschka, 12 oh. fantasy points. <laughs> Kickers keep doing it. They keep doing it. Yeah, They are people. Akbar, what did you think of Russell Wilson? Time to get him back in regular? Yeah, you have to play him regularly just because he's starting to create things with his feet. Yes, he gave up earlier in the year. He couldn't get the end zone, get to, get to the end zone, and then he start making things with his feet. Now all of a sudden you're seeing him getting out of the pocket, creating stuff, getting to those points where he can make three touchdowns or throw three touchdowns. I love Russell Wilson. And wait till Percy Harvin comes back. Oh boy, that's yeah, going to be exciting. He, he said la, la. he hopes to come back for next week. He's going to start practicing next week with the Seattle Seahawks. Now for the Cardinals, Fabs, there you go. Wait, Who's at the top? Wait, a kicker led the Cardinals, Jay and Bailey. a kicker in the other on the other team would have led the Cardinals also. You know what? Rashard Mendenhall, Carson Paul, world. shame on you. We're just living. Shame on you. Fabs are going to start starting kickers at quarterback, at flex, flex I'm on a defense, flex. running back. I'm going to flex Jay Feely now. now. We saw Larry Fitzgerald last night, Akbar, just 1.7 fantasy points. Yikes. Why has he been struggling so much? Well, when you look at what this defense, the Seattle Seahawks defense, they did an excellent job in bracketing uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And that means getting underneath Larry Fitzgerald. You can see right here, Walter Thurman. And look at K.J. Wright as he buzzes out Underneath, Larry Fitzgerald makes it very difficult. Check this out. Clinton McDonald, defensive lineman, drops into coverage just to get out of that lane, get Carson Palmer not looking his lane. But down here in the red zone, Malcolm Smith, number 53, is manned up with Larry Fitzgerald. And Larry Fitzgerald has a very hard time, especially because Carson Palmer can't find him because he's got he sees color. When a quarterback sees colors, he's got to come off the throw or those guys are going to end up getting interceptions. I hate to say it, but Larry Fitzgerald's a matchup-based starter right now. Is we he even all, the, even the starter? We, Ill, we really liked him coming into the season. Carson Palmer was there. Forget was about so last good. season. It hasn't panned out. Yeah, by week replacement even maybe for well, Fitzgerald. I don't know about that, but Oof, after 1.7 fantasy the matchups right now are where you get Fitzgerald starter sit.
All right, don't forget, next Thursday, an NFC South clash in primetime. Cam Newton leads the Panthers into Tampa for a divisional showdown with Doug Martin and the Bucks. Panthers-Bucks, Thursday night football, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Time now to send it over to Adam Rank and Marcus Grant, who are standing by with some of our latest fantasy headlines. Gentlemen. Thank you, Jason. The professor, Marcus Grant, and I here with your latest fantasy headlines for Friday. A great game there last night in Glendale, Arizona. Let's stick with that theme for a second before we get to Gronk. Good news for Seattle fans. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport is reporting Seahawks wide receiver Percy Harvin will begin practicing next week after recovering from his torn labrum. Now, I love Percy Harvin like Michael Fabiano loves kickers. What does this mean going forward? I think you're excited about Percy Harvin getting back. The one caveat is because it is a Monday night game, it means if you are banking on Percy Harvin for week eight, you might want to just you know, have something else going. Keep an eye on him. If he's a game-time decision, make sure you have something else loaded up. Right. A little, I don't know if I can practice a little patience there, but I will certainly <laughs> give it a chance. Time now to take a look at our fantasy headlines from around the league for a Friday. And there you see the big news. Rob Gronkowski cleared to play against the Jets on Sunday. Case Keenum, he will start against the number one ranked Chiefs defense, at least as far as fantasy points go this week. And, of course, Nick Foles will be making the start for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, what? I might sneak him into a lineup or two. Now, Marcus, this is what fantasy owners of Rob Gronkowski have been waiting for. This is like episode one level excitement here. <laughs> Gronkowski, are there any concerns about getting him in against the Jets this week? Not for me. I mean, the Jets haven't been great against fantasy tight ends. And like you said, you've been waiting for this moment for so long. Look, he's been dominating in practice. That's all you hear about how he's been working out and how great he has been in those workouts for the Patriots. And we have seen Tom Brady's frustration with a lot of his pass catchers this year. He's going to be thrilled to get his number one guy back. I like Gronk a lot. I just don't want a little Jar Jar Binks. That's the only thing I ask. I don't want that out of Gronkowski. Nobody I don't, wants I, that. I, nobody, nobody wants, wants that. that. With Case Keenum getting his first start of the year against the Chiefs, and we talked about that defense, how strong it's been. Is there any concern with some of the other guys, guys like Dre Johnson, guys like Arian Foster? Are you worried? Well, I mean, I'm worried, obviously, because it is the Chiefs and they've been so good. I'm less worried about Arian Foster just because I think with Case Keenum in there, they're going to try to feed him the football. I I expect a lot of safe throws. I know they're going to try to get Keenum out of the pocket as much as possible, but I wouldn't look for big numbers out of Andre Johnson or DeAndre Hopkins. I think if anybody produces for the the Texans this weekend, it's Foster. DeAndre Hopkins. That was a guy I was counting on a couple of weeks ago. Has it really worked out? No, not not at all. (laughs) It's worked out very poorly. (laughs) Time now to take a look at our latest injury information from around the league on Friday here, October the 18th. And there are some big names on this list. Danny Amendola, Miles Austin. Justin Blackman is on this list, but he has come out and said that he is going to play, and he better, because if he's not there, I don't know who the Jaguars are going to be throwing the ball to. Of course, DeMarco Murray, Adrian Peterson, C.J. Spiller, but he said earlier this week that his ankle is getting so much better, so that is good news. Good matchup there, and of course, Roddy White on the list as well. But we'll start here with Patriots wide receiver Danny Amendola, who missed practice again on Friday and still hasn't been cleared following his concussion in week six. Does this increase Kimbrell Tompkins or Julian Edelman's value against the Jets? I think it means more for Kimbrell Tompkins. He's kind of been that next guy to step up, go to the next level for the Patriots. He was the one who caught that game-winning touchdown mm-hmm. last week against the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, if Gronk is in the lineup, which we expect, he's the number one target. But I right. think Kimbrell, Kimbrell Tompkins is number two on that list. Julian Edelman did have 13 receptions last time against the Jets. That's tough. 
That's, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at, but uh, it's a different situation. Who would now. sneeze at that? All right. Falcons <laughs> wide receiver Roddy White is in danger of missing his first career game Sunday against the Bucks. He hasn't practiced all week with a hamstring and foot injury, and he said it earlier this season. If I don't practice, don't play me. Do we heed his advice? Absolutely. You heed that man's advice. If he says don't play him, you don't play him. Even if he's in the game this week, just because his production has been so lackluster this year, I think you stay away from him against Tampa. Lackluster is putting it mildly. I try to be mild. You are. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Don't forget to tune in tonight or set your DVR for 1 a.m. Eastern for more late-breaking news, analysis, and injury updates in our late edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Here's your Week 7 NFL schedule. I wonder what our fantasy matchup of the week is going to be. Patriots and Jets, suddenly much more interesting with the return of Rob Gronkowski. Chargers-Jaguars, we're predicting 11 touchdowns for Phillip Rivers in this one. Rams-Panthers, could be a defensive struggle, could be Cam Newton's second big week in a row. Here's some of the late games. Texans-Chiefs, Texans are starting Case Keenum at quarterback this week. The Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens have allowed just one touchdown rushing on the year. Of course, Broncos and Colts, the men Manning, Ursay Bowl, and then Vikings and Giants finish things off on Monday Night Football game time, 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Our fantasy matchup of the week for Week 7, pair of NFC East foes who face off at the link on Sunday. Cowboys take on the Birds in the battle for first place in the division. So let's see who has the fantasy advantage as we go position by position. Let's start at the quarterbacks. Romo and Nick Foles, who is starting this week at least, right? Tony Romo, you like him? Still like Tony Romo. I'm still going to roll with him. I know a lot of people were disappointed last week, but, you know, that was based on a couple of big returns and special teams, which means one of those touchdowns goes away. He was handing off the ball a couple of times. But Tony Romo's still pretty efficient, and he's got a great matchup going up against the Eagles. The Eagles haven't been able to stop anybody on defense this season. So if you've been riding Tony Romo this week, keep on rolling. Yeah, and it's almost a situation where you have to ride with Nick Foles if you have him. The points he's put up the last couple of weeks, this is an offense that's going to put up 400 yards per game no matter who the quarterback is. We saw how accurate he is throwing the ball deep against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, calls his own number getting into the end zone, and the Cowboys are tied for the most touchdown passes allowed this season with 14. They are averaging, giving up 308 yards through the air per game. This could be a big game for Nick Foles. He's almost a must-start this week as well. A couple of great quarterback matchups. Now we get to wide receivers. Again, great matchups. Dez Bryant, Deshaun Jackson. Who wants to talk about Dez? Oh, boy. You know, I think this the, the edge here goes to, to Dez Bryant. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback now who's throwing the ball 500 yards in one game. I mean, you know he's going to target. And this defense is so weak when you look at the secondary. They've given up 13 receiving uh, touchdowns, and that's bad. I mean, that's really bad. And so you know Tony Romo's just going to be picking on them. And on top of that, they've got Terrence Williams on the other side. So he's got deep threat concerns for that defense. So they can't just sit there and try to double-team Des Bryant. I think that this is going to be a big game for Des Bryant. He's got the edge over Deshaun Jackson. Well, and I, you know, I said before the season, I thought Des Bryant could be the number one receiver in all of fantasy football. But don't sleep on Deshaun Jackson this week. He's a guy who scored 18 or more fantasy points in two straight games. He's actually had 16 or more in four of the six games he's played this season. If there's one reason, though, to be wary, the Cowboys have locked down on number one receivers a lot the last two weeks. In each of the past two games, both Demarius Thomas and Pierre Garçon were held to seven or fewer fantasy points. Look, you're rolling with Deshaun Jackson because he's a point producer, but there is some reason maybe to be a little concerned this week. Let's get to the flex position now. Who has the edge? And in games like this, you want to try to put a guy in your lineup because there could be plenty of fantasy points. Akbar, you like Riley Cooper. 
Yeah, I do love Riley Cooper, and you saw that with Nick Foles. Nick Foles was looking for Riley Cooper often, and he found him, and he made big plays. And so if you get Riley Cooper now all of a sudden making these plays, Nick Foles is already going to start to establish that. And I think when you look at defensively, what are they going to do to take away you know, the passing game for the Philadelphia Eagles? They're going to take away Deshaun Jackson. They have the personnel to do so, unlike Dallas Cowboys on the other end. So all of a sudden now that leaves defensive coordinators saying, oh, we'll just let Riley Cooper make plays and see if he can do it again. And he's going to do it again. I like Riley Cooper having the edge over Terrence Williams. But Terrence Williams has a similar type of option there in the offense because the Eagles will be trying to force or focus on Des Bryant, which means Williams can go in and get loose there in that, in that off against that defense. And the big thing last week, Miles Austin was returning. We thought Terrence Williams might take a step back, but Tony Romo didn't feel that way. He still looked for him. He is the number two receiving option in there. Of course, he saw the fight with Des Bryant and Jason Witten. But when you have a matchup this good against a team like the Eagles, Terrence Williams is a guy who you can plug in and play. Just remember, they don't have the personnel to stop all those guys, so they're going to have to go one-on-one. They're not going to be able to do a lot of double-teaming, so that means Des Bryant beats his man off the ball. Terrence Williams left in the dirt. No, well, that's okay because if Romo throws 11 touchdowns, which he could every week, if Terrence Williams gets three or four of them, it's okay. Then Riley Cooper will have one more. There we go. He will not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now Joseph Randall, very interesting as well, taking over at least for this week for DeMarco Murray, who was missing the game with an injury. Marcus, do you like him as a flex? I think you're very cautious with him as a flex. I know everybody talks about how bad the Eagles' defense has been this year, but they're one of the better teams in the league in terms of FPA against fantasy running backs. But – Randall's going to get all the touches with no DeMarco Murray. So if you're hurting at the wide, at the running back spot, which everybody is, yes. it's an option for you. All right, here's our projections for the fantasy matchup of the week, powered by EA Madden, Cowboys-Eagles, Romo and Nick Foles in for big days, Des Bryant, LaShawn McCoy. You see these numbers, rank your mouth is watering, thinking, huh, I'm just going to get all kinds of stats this I mean, week. Where's Ronnie uh, Cooper in here, though? <laughs> see, the machine I'm says. The machine didn't get Ronnie Cooper. <laughs> the machine knows. <laughs> Cowboys defense and Eagles defense are projected to have big games, too. So apparently there's going to be a lot of pick sixes in this one. So Dallas and Philadelphia may have been our fantasy matchup of the week, but there's no shortage of big games going on this weekend. Go to NFL.com slash pick to see the full lineup and join our weekly pick fantasy game. Select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. Sign up today at NFL.com slash pick So our own NFL fantasy pick right now. We're going to look at Chicago and Washington. Akbar, give me a final score and a guy from each team you're looking at fantasy-wise. Well, I, I like Chicago Bears to win this game 21-10. to I just think that Mark Tressman offense has now got a lot of momentum going. And the one guy for the Chicago Bears I'm looking at is Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, he's being targeted down there in the red zone. Yes, he's coming off a game where he wasn't so impressive. But remember, when you look at this, his production, he's been the guy in the last four weeks that has had the highest points for receivers receivers in fantasy. So that means he has big play uh, productivity. And I like Alshon Jeffries opposite of Brandon Marshall. And I like that you let him in the starters club yesterday. Yeah, I did. That was nice. (laughs) You guys were very nice to him. How about Alfred Morris? Alfred Morris, I think, going up against this defense, this is a strong defense. Not the same type of defense we've seen up front. This is the uh, 12th-ranked defense coming into this game. As far as rushing allowed, I think Alfred Morris has a solid game. Not a big game, a solid game. All right, Bengals and the Lions, 1 o'clock Eastern time on this one. Rank, give me a victor, and who are you looking at? I like the Bengals to win this one, 23-16. I really do. And then the guy that I'm looking at, the law firm, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, he's like a uh, cheese pizza. You're like, okay, it's fine. I, I enjoy it, but I don't look for it. I'm not, like, excited about a cheese pizza, but if somebody presents one, you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And that's pretty much the way Ben Jarvis Green Ellis has been. It's like, all right, he'll give you eight fantasy points. You're not overly excited about it. But at some point, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? 
Yeah, okay. I'll take that eight points. I'll, 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 I'll wash it. it down. Give me a Diet Pepsi and I'm good. Yes. Bad but, calories, though. And the other guy on the other side with the Lions, this Joseph Foria guy, I watched him at UCLA, and this was the same act that he would pull with the Bruins. He did nothing between the 20s, and because he's like seven feet tall, once they get near the red zone, they throw him the ball. Unfortunately, here, the Lions have this guy named uh, Calvin Johnson. I imagine they're going to start going back to him when they get near the end zone. He's more like a pierogi. He's a little cheesy on the inside uh, <laughs> with his dance move. You follow me? You know pierogies, right? You like to eat that. Right? Yeah, we're all hungry. Can't you tell? We're all ready. All right, Marcus, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Mike Glennon, Matt Ryan, the matchup here. Who do you like, and what about these quarterbacks? I like the Bucks to continue the Falcons' misery. 24-20. Tampa, I think, pulls off the, uh, the mild upset, if you will, in this one. I, I have a big red flag, though, next to Matt Ryan. I mean, right now, you're wondering what he's going to do with his targets. No more Julio Jones. Roddy White is looking questionable for this week. Not to mention the fact that uh, Matt Ryan has thrown only four total touchdown passes in five career home games against the Bucs. Falcons have only thrown for 300 yards or more once in 18 all-time home meetings against Tampa. Plus, Rebus Island is right there, really worried about Matt Ryan. So if you're worried about that, way to go. The guy on the other side there, Mike Glennon, I think is a really good option. The Falcons have struggled against fantasy quarterbacks this season. Allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks at home this year. And Glennon looked really good last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. He realizes his bread is buttered with Vincent Jackson. I think he's a good option. And your doppelganger, Geno Smith, lit up the Falcons. Yes, he did. <laughs> so. you, can't, you can't give me that much time. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Rank. Every Friday I publish my weekly likes and dislikes in football, TV, comic books, and so much more. And if you've ever wondered what Peyton Manning, Taylor Swift, and Hulk Hogan have in common... Log on to NFL.com slash like dislike to get that answer. But it's fantasy football time right now, and my first like of the week is Mr. Dependable himself, Jay Cutler. That's right. I said Jay Cutler. While Peyton Manning and Tony Romo let you down last week, Cutler put up his second consecutive 20-point performance. He has the Washington Redskins this week who have allowed the most fantasy points at home to quarterbacks, so look for a 3 P. One quarterback to keep on the bench is Colin Kaepernick, who just hasn't lived up to expectations this season. In fact, he's topped 16 fantasy points just once this year. Now he has the Titans who have allowed the fourth most fewest points to fantasy quarterbacks at home. I'd start Nick Foles over him. Up next is Fred Jackson, who I absolutely like this week. Jackson was an afterthought in most fantasy drafts this year, but he's become one of the most consistent backs in the game. He's got the Dolphins this week who haven't been able to stop anybody on the ground, especially at home. I would certainly start Jackson over this guy, Chris Johnson. Or as I like to call him, CJ less than 10 fantasy points, okay? All right, well, maybe that nickname doesn't roll off the tongue, but you get my drift. Johnson has scored more than 10 fantasy points just once this year, and if he does it again, it'll be wasted on my bench. And finally, it's Brandon LaFell, who I like this week. Steve Smith has long been the incumbent, but I'm pushing him aside for LaFell, who has been much more consistent. I don't know if you picked up on that consistency theme. I know it's been rather subtle. Anyways, LaFell told Fantasy Live this week that he hates players who come out and make predictions, but he said nothing about fantasy enthusiasts doing it, so LaFell scores a touchdown this week. All right, let's go to some more names to like and dislike. The aforementioned Nick Foles, Eddie Lacy, Alshon Jeffrey, who I like a lot. He's going he's to pick up that matchup. Tony Gonzalez, the guys to avoid Eli Manning, Le'Veon Bell, Dre Johnson, and Jared Cook, who wasn't even in my tight end ratings. All right. Time now to send it over to Jason Smith and the fellas for some Week 7 Spot Starts. 
All right, thank you very much, Mr. Rank. A fantasy spotlight presented by Hotels.com. These are some guys you may not play them again the rest of the season, but this week, because you have injuries, fantasy, disappointing guys, they may wind up finding their way into your lineup. So let's kick things off. Number one overall, Akbar, your first spot start of the week is Brian Hartline. Yeah, that's right. I said Brian Hartline. In fact, about four weeks ago, I said, you know, pick up Fred Jackson. You had Fred Jackson, and he gave you 10.9 points last week. Who did I say? Emmanuel Sanders. And yep, that's right. He gave you 13 points. It's Brian Hartline this time because he's going against the Buffalo Bills. And this is a team that's been, whenever any team has gone up against the Bills, they've targeted the wide receiving receivers. 163 uh, attempts towards this team right now because their secondary is not that good. And when you think of the Miami Dolphins, you tend to think of Mike Wallace. But no, it's Brian Hartline who's been the more productive wide receiver there. I say it's his time. He's going to give probably about 90 yards and a touchdown. That's a lot of points. All right, let's say hello to Adam Rank again. Mr. Rank, uh, who is your big spot start for this week? Hey, Jason. Yeah, the guy I like this week is Timothy Wright with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you're like me and you have Jimmy Graham on your roster, you're going to be probably looking for a tight end. So Wright is a guy to go to pick up and start. If you've watched the Buccaneers play since Mike Glennon has taken over as the quarterback, he has seeked. Seek? Sought? Is that it? I don't know. Sought. I don't know. You sought. He has sought this guy. His his targets, his yards, his production has just increased over the last two weeks. And if you watched him play against the Eagles, he made like Kellen Winslow. You know, the good one. The senior, not the junior. <laughs> so if you're in a bind for a tight end, so I would pick him up. I, I say, you know what? Double-digit points this week for Mr. Wright. And how about you, Jason? Another Mr. Wright. Who do you got? All right, I'm going to go with Monday night, and I'm going to go with Greg Jennings. He's coming off a season-high 10-target game week six, and let's face it, guys, he's playing the Giants. All right, this is – if they're not the worst defense in football, they're one of the worst two or three defenses in football. They've allowed the most touchdown passes this season. They've allowed eight to wide receivers, which is fourth most in the league. This is a game where, especially if you're intrigued by Josh Freeman, who is he going to look to? And this is where, Akbar, where fantasy meets reality. If you're Josh Freeman and you're coming in, you're starting your first game, who's the guy you're going to look to exclusively to bail you out of situations? It's going to be Greg Jennings. Yeah, Greg Jennings, because he has that athleticism. And I think those guys will develop a natural chemistry because he's going to go to the guy that he knows and that he's familiar with. And just by seeing him saying, okay, this is a guy that's clearly better than the rest. Yeah, and also one of Adam Rank likes to say, you like having guys go on Monday night. You like having – I can maybe get – if I'm down by 40, <laughs> yeah. if Greg Jennings catches seven touchdowns, I can win this week. So you always have hope when you have a guy going on Monday. Marcus, what about you? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that Greg Jennings makes me excited because I have him in one of my leagues. So I'm starting him. I'm banking on you, all right? So if, I'm if, not if, playing against you, am I? No. But if nothing, good. If good luck. No, if nothing happens, I'm blaming you fully. But, no, the guy I'm looking at this week is Vincent Brown. One, because – Jaguars. I, you know, I know that everybody's been excited about Keenan Allen in that passing game, and he's done some really big things, but I think that's exactly the reason you look at Vincent Brown this week. The Jaguars have allowed the third most touchdown or receiving touchdowns to receivers this year, and everybody's starting to pay attention to Keenan Allen. This is a perfect opportunity for Vincent Brown to come in here, make some plays. We thought he was going to be bigger at the beginning of the season. The rookie has surpassed him, but I think this is a week. You can plug him in, get a touchdown, maybe get somewhere in the, the range of 8 to 10 points, which you're talking about a spot start. That's not a bad option for you. Yeah, even if Keenan Allen's number one, you can see the offense is moving towards Keenan Allen and Vincent Brown and away from Eddie Royal, who more had some early season success. Here's a look at our spot starts of the week presented by Hotels.com, our point projections. Akbar's got over 12 for Brian Hartline. Rank has a nice nine-point game from Timothy Wright. I'm giving you nearly 16 from Greg Jennings, especially if you need 16 points, Marcus. And there's eight and a half points or nearly eight and a half from Vincent Brown. Great flex start for you this week. Those were Hotels.com. Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week.
Thursday night football, Seahawks and the Cardinals. Russell Wilson back to fantasy relevance. Carson Palmer could be on his way back to the bench. First quarter, first and ten, Seahawks. Wilson rolls out. Forget about Percy Harvin coming back. Sidney Rice wide Talk open for the touchdown. Getting behind the defense. He was wide open. Boy, Uncle Ben type Rice. Third quarter, Seahawks pull away. Marshawn Lynch, two yards out, goes in for the score. 31-13 Seahawks. Skittle Seattle style. wins it by the final of 34-22. Russell Wilson had a nice night. Carson Palmer did throw a touchdown nearly 300 yards, but not quite what Arizona had in mind. Here's your top scorer for the Cardinals. Yes, it's Jay Feely with 12 fantasy points for the Seahawks. That's Russell bad. Wilson. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Russell Wilson had a big day sitting on Michael Fabiano's bench in the expert league. I what? wiped my brow after last <laughs> night when I realized, oh, he didn't play Russell Wilson. Okay, thankfully that didn't happen. We'll have more on this and fantasy values coming up later on in the show. I sure have loved playing football for the Indianapolis Colts. Jim, along with Bill Polian, drafted me 14 years ago. Peyton Manning. The only professional football I've known has been Colts football. Alert 14, belly on one. Three-time MVP, nine-time Pro Bowler, Peyton Manning. Our team won a lot of games here. He does things that very few quarterbacks have ever been able to do. Touchdown! I've played with so many great teammates here, and I've been part of a great organization. The champions of the football world are the Indianapolis Colts. But in life and in sports, we all know that times change, circumstances change, and that's the reality of playing in the NFL. And as I go, I go with just a few words I want to address to Colts fans everywhere. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I truly have enjoyed being your quarterback. Fast forward a year later, and it's going to be, I'm sorry, Mr. Ursay, I'm going to throw nine touchdowns against you this Sunday. You want stats over rings? That's kind of where things Ursay's going to be the one crying now. Yeah. That that gave me chills right there. You could feel the emotion there. Now, let's take a look at the comparison of Peyton Manning and his replacement, though Andrew Luck says it wasn't brought here to replace him. I'm just playing quarterback. Since Andrew Luck's debuted, wins and losses, Andrew Luck has more than held his own. Touchdown passes, though. A slight edge to Peyton Manning, Fabs. Not a big one. you got to really look to find that. But touchdown, just just the tiniest Uh, bit of advantage. Almost double. Yeah. That's a pretty big advantage. All right, so when we talk about Peyton Manning on Sunday, what what do you expect to see from him Sunday night? Well, I'm expecting a huge game for Peyton Manning. He's going to be playing at another level. There's the the normal Peyton Manning, and then there's the emotional Peyton Manning. And when he gets possessed by that Peyton Manning, he could go out and throw anything. You're going to see some records. Some sort of record is going to go flying down the bottom third when you're watching this game, and people are going to go, wow, he just set that record, and it's going to be against the Colts because Ursay got him going. Give me how many fantasy points does he have? Okay, that's right. I said it. I'm going to say it right now. He's going to have 36. In fact, he's going to have his age. He's going to have 37. 37 fantasy That's points. Right. Right. How many fantasy points for Andrew Luck on Sunday, Fab? He's going to go over 20. I really think Andrew Luck is going to step up. He's not going to feel pressure. This kid is not the typical second-year quarterback at the National Football League level. And this is a great matchup. The Broncos have allowed the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the road this season. We saw what Tony Romo did to them in Dallas. Absolutely carved him up for over 500 yards and five touchdowns. Andrew Luck, despite what he didn't do last week in the stat sheets, is a great start 
on Sunday night. And especially at home, over 18 fantasy points in every home game this season. Here's the Broncos' big five. You're starting all of these guys, what they've done so far this season. These are video game numbers, especially from Wes Welker with eight touchdowns and Thomas with seven. Decker just two, but he's really been coming on the last few weeks. Fabs, you're starting all these guys. You're starting Julius Thomas as a, as a must-start tight end now. No, Sean Marino is also a must-start, but where are you starting? What's the right spot for him? Listen, he's a one now. He really is. I mean, he's averaging over 16 fantasy points per game. The Colts' defense, we all know, not great against the run traditionally. He's a must-start and maybe the best draft value in fantasy football this year. Yeah, he really was. I mean, everybody had their eyes set on guys like Trent Richardson, some of these other big-name guys. But, I mean, people forgot about Noshan, and he has, he's playing up to that level that Peyton Manning requires for his players to play. Yeah, and he went undrafted in a lot of leagues, too. Yeah. And now suddenly he's a guy that's going to bring you a championship as long as he can he stay is healthy. He's the Alfred yeah. Morris of 2013. Hello. Uh-huh. All right, how about T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne? Not for 2013, but what do you like for them on Sunday? Well, I I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So you will see both of these players active in all fantasy leagues. Wayne should be a two, a low-end one in PPR leagues. Hilton's a three, and a higher three in a league if you get points for catches. I really like the matchup here for both of these players. Again, this is going to be one of those barn burners, one of those what is – Gorilla Monsoon say. Burner. It's just one of those. <laughs> you'd use any wrestling wrestling metaphor that you want. It's going to be one of those slobber knockers, and it's going to be a lot of fantasy points for owners. Fantasy points for Trent Richardson because so far he's not who we thought he was. Oxford. No, yeah, and somebody should let him off the hook. And I guess <laughs> I guess the Cleveland Browns did. They gave him to the Indianapolis Colts, but Trent Richardson has not been there. I mean, he has not been the type of running that you expect him. He's really just a name uh, brand guy. When you look at his career since. His time with the Cleveland Browns, he's only had two 100-yard games. I mean, that, that's not – when you hear Trent Richardson, that's not what you think of. He doesn't have a lot of explosive plays. They're featuring the power run game, but that's not where it is. It's in the air for these guys. I say Trent Richardson is going to be on the downside of, of this game. You, you almost have to play him, though, but you can really play him you, no more than a flex. Yeah, you are. I mean, that is an absolute truth right there. You have to play him, but at that position, just because there are other running backs who can go out there and produce more than he can. Yeah, right. he's had four games already and now five under his belt. And he knows the playbook now. So, no more excuses. All right, so let's take a look and see exactly who we like in this game. Akbar, I'm surprised you're the only one who likes the Broncos. Fabs and I both taking the Colts in this. Well, you know, that's because the Broncos are, are going to be playing at another level. I mean, it's just it's going to be unbelievable. All right, I think you and I are seeing coming down to a final possession game and luck getting the field goal of the touchdown. It's so hard to go undefeated in the NFL, and I just think the Colts are going to have a lot of motion in this game. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think the Colts pull it out, and the greatness of Andrew Luck begins. All right, Can I just say one word? Child, please. That that's wasn't that's one two, words. two words. All right. Well, I'm just saying that... Uh, you know, like, it wasn't even close to, you know, I, somebody misinterpreted the message apparently, but uh, I did not tell our players that they couldn't have sex. So I did not say that, okay? Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Sex and the Jets, my two favorite things ever. All I got to do is get chocolate ice cream and Sons of Anarchy in, and I've fulfilled my purpose on earth. But it's a legit story. A day ago, Jets head coach Rex Ryan advised his Jets players to take it easy at home until the game against the Patriots on Sunday. Some of his players thought he meant they were to abstain from sex until then. Rex said, that's not so. Well, I was just saying that, you know, know, if you have – errands to run, your wife wants you to mow the yard, whatever, just kind of, you know, put that at arm's length and just say, you know, we'll get to that next week. You know, honey, I'll do all the honeydews and all that stuff next week. And, and you know, we're focused on this game, really being, being ready to roll in this game. But, um, 
I did not say the other thing. All right, now for us guys, for fantasy owners, oh, that's wow. like the commissioner calling you and saying, okay, guys, no work at home. We're concentrating on fantasy this Sunday. All right, right. You, can't do, you can't do any honeydew stuff at home. What's the that biggest? That would be great, though. If the commissioner did that, <laughs> the commissioner called my house. Michael Fabiano <laughs> making phone calls like that? I'll call. All right. Whoa. What's the biggest lie rank you've ever told a significant other about fantasy? Well, you know, the good thing about being a comic is that i got to go to open mics a lot. So I'll be like, hey, I'm going to an open mic. And my wife, Rosie McGee, will be like, at 1 o'clock on a Sunday? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's the rare 1 o'clock Sunday open mic. Marcus, what about you? I, I may have said that the store was out of a certain flavor of ice cream. And then, I, you know, i got to go cross town now to the other store because they said they have it. They're holding it there. I'll get over there and get it done. <laughs> the guy's waiting for me to show right, up, yeah, right? Exactly. I once told my wife, I said, I have to watch this game because I promised to do radio interviews after. So I had to do fake radio interviews via my cell phone, like 20 minutes pretending to answer questions. Oh, Tori Holt? No, I think he's going to have a big game on Sunday. Had to go through that whole thing. Then the phone rings. You're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The call dropped. The call dropped. Oh, you've done this before. Yes, I've done that one. But my favorite one is go-to one is I get my little hot spot. I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to take the kids out, let them get some fresh air. I just pull right around the corner, and then I go ahead. Ahead and do you know pull out the, the the surface pad there and I'm looking at it and I'm like hmm I'm watching game I'm making fantasy updates five hours later the babies are crying oh I, I gotta get the baby some food <laughs> involving children <laughs> so they're watching they're watching DVDs oh. in the car oh. you're, you're okay to watch Aladdin for the next two hours great <laughs> yeah my son is already saying play action play action play action <laughs> <laughs> all right so Patriots and the Jets this is a very big fantasy game now with the return of Rob Gronkowski Akbar what do you do as far as Gronkos if he's playing for the Patriots is he playing for you no he's not playing for me if he's on my roster which I told everyone stay away from Rob Gronkowski this year. He's going to be out of sync. Maybe you get the benefit of having Rob Gronkowski do anything in about four weeks. But this week, you don't play Rob Gronkowski. You don't buy into all this media circus around him, his return and this injury stuff. Rob Gronkowski is out of shape right now. He's a big fella. Big fellas have a hard time, especially with no game shape. He's been practicing for like eight weeks. He's been ready to go. There's been this, you know, this friction between the doctors and the other doctor and everything. You've been waiting this long for Rob Gronkowski to return. Put him in your lineup. Have some fun. All right, how about Steven Ridley? He had a big week last week, Marcus, but this week the Jets' defense is pretty good against the run. The Jets' defense is very good against the run, but come on. I mean, do you really have a whole lot of other running back options? If you have Steven Ridley, you're probably playing Steven Ridley. Just keep in mind that Bill Belichick doesn't care one iota for your fantasy football team. (laughs) No, and look at the Jets. They've given up the fewest fantasy points on the ground to running backs this season, less than 12 a game. I think you've been getting along well without Steven Ridley the last few weeks. You found a way to figure and, and, and configure your lineup, so I can easily sit him. This week. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to probably chase the points from uh, you know what he has done in his last couple of games. And then on Monday, I'll be calling a highlight of Brandon Bolden <laughs> and saying that helps no one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. You never know when Mother Nature may rear her ugly head and flip the fortunes of your fantasy roster. Lucky for you, we have our pal Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City standing by with the latest weather implications for Sunday. Jim. That's right. That's right, Jason. You know, it's kind of like a trade-off. You mentioned that Mother Nature ugly head. This one bounces everything out. Two, count them, two separate storm systems that we're going to keep tabs on. This one over the plains heads down to Florida. This one in all Canada heads toward Lambeau. So we have three games on the docket where we can have some problems with wet weather. I don't think it's a soaker in Jacksonville. The 0-6 Jags. 
but we certainly have clouds. Showers, for the most part, should be fairly light. I don't think it's a deterrent to either team, but down the road, there's a better threat for a thunderstorm Oh, for the Finns and the Bills here. And 88 degrees with humidity? I'm going to come back to that one. But I also mentioned Lambeau, the 3-2 and two pack taking on the 3-3 three and three Browns. Clouds are going to move in. There can be some fourth quarter rain showers. Rain showers. But at 47 degrees, them some cold rain showers to say the least. But listen, Cleveland is used to some nasty weather on the lake. So who makes the call-out list but the Bills D? Terrible against the run. So Lamar... It's your, I'm staring at you, Lamar. It's your time to shine. And if Lamar don't do it this week, you can cut him off your roster because this is the best matchup we'll have all year long. See, the thing with the Bills, D, because they're great against the pass, they're going to be gassed. Be like, whoo, man, that Miami humidity, humidity, whew. So they can't keep up with that Florida humidity. Last time, and historically, West Coast teams on a 1 o'clock game going to the East Coast are terrible, but the Chargers have history on their side where they clocked it to the Eagles already this year. But that was the Eddie Royal show. Ryan Matthews and uh, Woodhead did absolutely nothing. And do you know what happens when a million raindrops oscillating at fall terminal speed hits a pigskin? Well, let me tell you something. Not much besides getting the ball wet, and Brandon Whedon will find that out come the fourth quarter at Lambeau when they're going to have to play catch-up, and that simply doesn't bode well with my book. Guys? The sun is always shining wherever oh, good old boy. Jim Kosick is. I like how he called out Lamar Miller's headshot. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty that interesting. Was pretty sweet. I got Lamar Miller's. Now I'm, I'm, I hope he's fired up. Are you gonna stare <laughs> him down like I'm going to stare him down. Well, Kosick like fired him up. I like the oscillating word, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now last night for Thursday Night Football, we sent Akbar out to Backstage Bar and Grill, a local L.A. watering hole, which also doubles as a Seahawks bar. Oh, Akbar took some fantasy questions from some fans. We're going to play them back now. Our experts will answer the questions, then play back Akbar's answer to see if they match. You ready to go, Akbar? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. That was let's fun. see. All right, we're here at the Backstage Bar and Grill. I've got my man here, a Cowboys fan amongst Seahawks fans. What's your fantasy question? Well, I got Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, or Jordy Nelson. I can only play two of those three. All right, guys. Are we Who trying are to guess what Akbar says? Can you match? <laughs> what did Akbar say? I would say you'd sit Jordy Nelson. I don't like the matchup going up against Joe Hayden this week. If you have other options, good options like that, I would go with them. Yeah, what he said. I'm going Gates and Gonzalez in that one. All right, oh, let's boy. see. What did Akbar let's say? What Akbar <laughs> said. <sighs> well, that's an easy one. I mean, Jordy Nelson is going to get pent up by Joe Hayden. I say you go with Antonio Gates. I know you guys going to like this. Oh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Philip Rivers is hot. That's your play right there. There we go. We got a match. We got a match. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's see if we can keep it going. All Here's right. question number two. Justin, what you got going? Uh, I have both uh, Keenan Allen and Tavon Austin. I can only keep one going forward. I'm leaning towards Keenan Allen, but I'm afraid to give up on Tavon Austin. I don't know what to do. Well, I know why you're afraid to give up on Tavon Austin. That's because he's a name brand name. Guys. All right, Marcus, what do you think? Oh, you're keeping Keenan Allen all the way. Tavon Austin has, has just disappeared from that offense. Akbar hates name brand names, and he played for the Chargers. Boom, Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah. oh. Let's see. 
I think your play right now is to go with Keenan Allen. He's hot right now. Him and Phillip Rivers got a nice chemistry going right now. It seems like, yeah, I think I got to ride him out. Tavon Austin's going to have to go, I guess. Tavon Austin, bye-bye. You've been booted. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, I'm too hot to know. I'm too cold to freeze right now. So we come from, have, or have we won, like, the, the trip to, to Honolulu or something? I mean, did we, we won some Everybody gets pastries? a party at my house with my kids. Yes. <laughs> you look like you were covering the presidential inauguration with the yelling. <laughs> The president we're making here. an appearance in the Seahawks bar. This just did. There was a guy in an 80 jersey. Was it Largent or Rice? Uh, Largent. Okay, good. Yeah. I was All worried right, about that's going to do it for us here on NFL Fantasy Live. A special thanks to the folks at Backstage Bar and Grill for hosting us last night. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.